Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And today we're doing something a little different. Um, we're looking into a fantasy family movie called um, The Richest Cat in the World yeah. that was released in 1986. Yeah, this was a Disney production. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't done... A lot of family movies. We've done one or well, two. Well, we did um, two Disney movies probably uh, the two years ago. But aside from that, we yeah. haven't done too many, I, yeah. I should There's, say. I mean, some of the Disney movies were actually family movies. They're not inane kid movies where mm. it's mind-numbing for the parents. So this isn't a bad production in yeah. itself. It's a good... Well, light-hearted. And being yeah, a yeah. direct mm. um, to television movie, it has not um, been. Ex- um, it's gone, been gone. It's been uh, under, under the, the radar, radar it again had because it didn't hit the cinema. Yeah. Uh, it may have been on DVD or VHS yeah. back in those days. And there was probably yeah. a few reruns in on Sunday Disney sometimes. Yeah, those sorts of things. But and other maybe than some that, streaming sites. Like Disney's got a streaming site, hasn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. don't know mm. if um, movies like this went directly to that streaming site. No, it didn't have a streaming site back then. I know, I meant now. I meant have they um, the bothered to yeah. open up the vault to those old movies. Get, let the bats out. And I mean, let uh, them yeah, out yeah, and yeah. clean them up a bit and... Preview them in Disney Plus. Yeah, you'd like to think so, but however, I haven't bothered because um, I haven't bothered to buy um, the streaming thing because I think it'll be a waste of money. We don't, we don't use streaming we're necessarily. Yeah, we we um, we uh, whatever. Because no, I, I think I think it's a bit too expensive and it's we a waste can't of money. We on everything. Okay, yeah. And it's a waste of money, to be honest. Well, it's not a waste of money, but we get what we get when we get it. But, um, yeah, streaming site. If I, if I joined every streaming site, it'd be expensive. Anyway. Yeah. Right, here we go. Produced by Les Alexander Productions and Walt Disney Television. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Directed by Greg Beeman. Written by Marshall Efron and Alpha Betty Olsen. That's a strange name, don't know, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's sure. I, come, I can't find anything about that person, so... Whatever. Mm. Budget unknown, as with many television thingies, you can't find out what the budget is. Yeah, and you don't have a box office. Well, ma- no box office, no. Ma- but, money on it, but so. It would, be, it would be nice to have the budget, though. Yeah. I remember mm. re watching this as a rerun when on Sunday Disney once or twice, yeah. and mm. I thought it was pretty good, but then I. Kind of, but eventually they stopped rerunning it because, you know, like all uh, old movies and. T- direct to TV movies, they they tend to stop, yeah. and then you f- they assume the kids will forget about it, and yet well, I haven't, and I it. haven't forgot about it. It's just a little hard to remember the name of the title of this movie. Yeah. I used to call it um, the Talking Cat movie, or if it's well, she's a kid at the time, so it would have been. I, a talking I was cat like movie. seven when the last well, time no, I well, saw it, seen well, it. Well, you were saw it when you were a kid because this was made in 1986, know, and you were born in 1986. I just meant that yeah. I probably saw it a few. Yeah reruns of this and you then did. it stopped <laughs> but you would have been a hit the TV circuit yeah and then it just <coughs> finished <Yeah>. and, <coughs> and it discontinued um, showing itself yeah. on television anyway the cast what there is of it and actually you would have thought they put the cat at the top of the list hmm anyway Raymond Beery played uh, Oscar Colmeyer mm. he's uh, mm. a man who was adopted by the cat, I think. The best way to put it? Meow. Okay. 
Uh, Steve Vinovich plays Gus Barrett. He's a caretaker, handyman, whatever, for uh, Mr. Colmire's estate. Yes, and a bit of the handyman or the groundskeeper, too. I just said they do stuff, yeah. Whatever. And a groundskeeper, I think. Caretaker, handyman, whatever. Would you say he's a groundskeeper? We don't know what he is. He doesn't do too much during the movie. (laughs) He's not working for the cat, is he, really? No. Um, Now, uh, Kelly Martin plays Veronica, his wife. Very nice lady. Mm. Um, Now, Brandon Call plays Bart. He's their young son. Who befriends the pussycat? Well, there you go then. Um, he's the first one to find out the cat can talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now I saw this face here. And I, said, I know this guy. George Winner. W-Y-N-E-R. He plays Victor Rigsby. He's um, what you, a, ne- a nephew? Yeah. Uh, a cousin, something or other? Uh, a nephew, nephew, I nephew, think nephew, it was. Nephew, he nephew. said he was yeah, an, a, a nephew, nephew and yeah. and all that George, stuff. Okay, fine. And nephew, a, 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 a non reliable um, psychiatrist slash. We hypnotist. can get into that later. It's his nephew. Yes. And he's a, a greedy little prick. Uh, no, a greedy person. And um, uh, Oscar has left him $25,000, which is very nice. Yeah, but generous the amount. Estate, the rest of the estate has been left to pussy. Yeah. And how much is that? But uh, a million or, or uh, more million. One half million. million. No, no, yeah. no, they stole one half million. Was it? Well, several million dollars. Millions of dollars. Yeah, millions and millions yeah, of trillions yeah, yeah. of dollars. Well, not millions and trillions of dollars. Okay, quite, not trillions. Quite a but few million dollars worth But quite of, a few yeah. million dollars to set yeah. him up for life if, yeah. he, if he had a lot of yeah. lives. Now, Caroline McWilliams plays his wonderful wife, Paula Rigsby. Yeah. She plays a real nasty piece. A really yeah. good actor. <laughs> Actress, yeah, whatever. <laughs> now, Steve Campman. How do you explain a nutcase? Now, um, now, Howard Piggins is a patient of Victor Rigsby, and this Victor Rigsby has been giving him hypnotherapy as a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And he went in there for a minor problem, doing a bit of daydreaming, and came out a total loon. And uh, <laughs> Steve Campman, Stephen Campman, really plays a good role here. <laughs> now, drum roll. <laughs> Palmer plays Mr. Leo the Cat. He did have a couple of stand-ins, though, but they, did, they, they don't get a mention. Mm. Yeah. How rude. Yeah. The pussies need to be... Um, have, anyway, I'll go find... Wait a minute, I, I, I might have a list of the pussy hats. Uh, okay. No, doesn't say. He had at least two stand-ins. Yeah. But it doesn't say what the names are. How rude. I could I could deep dig deeper and find out whether they had any... Cameo roles in the other movies and made any st- made mm. stars out of themselves. Actually, he does remind me a little bit. What's that one? The one out of that space one. Um, uh, the cat, the, the cat. cat from Outer Space. That's a good name for movies. Now it? that's another Disney related yeah, movie. Another little guys. cat like this. Yeah, and it's really cute. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a really adorable one. Yeah, we like pussy cats. We got a pussy cat. But anyway, no, we're not doing it because it's a cat. We think yep. it's a family movie, and it, we thought, oh, that's an interesting movie. And um, yeah. why not? And they never, yeah. um, unlike other movies, who explain why it's to- the cat talks. This one doesn't offer any well, explanation. He, he wasn't operated on. He just he just found out one day he could talk. See, yeah, unlike, straight explanation. Yeah. he could always talk. Yeah, see, and yeah. most movies they often offer a long mm-hmm. 
um, explanation as well. Why is it supposed to crack and talk? Yeah, no, no, who cares? It doesn't, yeah. does it, it really does, matter? It takes away from the fantasy part, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, let's just say it's <coughs> magic, okay? Well, no. And Disney is all about the magic no. side to it when it uh, comes no, to this stuff. Will you look at Planet of the Apes? Mm. That movie where they went back in time here and then they actually swapped the little baby one over there who could talk with the yeah. mother gorilla who couldn't talk and, and they started a, a genetic change in the gorillas of, of uh, the world in the present day because mm. they mixed the genes. As I said before, yeah, so, guys, no. I it's best to have um, no explanation sometimes. Yeah, a lot of movies in the yeah. past, they, offer, they, <coughs> they don't offer ex- big explanations, they just offer um, minuscule stuff. I like minuscule stuff. It, 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 it's it okay. It doesn't little grey cells. It's, it, yeah. it does, it's okay to um, keep guessing and trying to work out what's happening. So anyway, back to the story. So I'll begin the story. Do you have Once anything? upon a time. No, the so oh, it begins <laughs> where a cat, Leo, and his owner, oh, not his owner, I should say, his friend, um, Oscar. Oscar is um, um, a millionaire, obviously, and he's dying. And Oscar... Promises um, Leo that he'll provide for him for all his nine lives, if, <laughs> for as long as he lives. <laughs> yeah. So Oscar, he croaks, he dies. Actually, it's quite funny. He's talking to the cat and he's desperate. I think there's a nurse in the background yeah. thinking he's going to go crazy. Yeah. And the doctor and the doctor says, um, "Let if the man is speaking to himself, let him because this is his last hours, and he may wish to." talk to himself you know in those last moments exactly so um eventually oscar dies and his estate his estate is um is given to leo the house the car yeah, five million bucks every, everything, everything. Found out, yeah. and twenty thousand dollars is set aside <coughs> for um oscar's nephew who he's a greedy, to, he's a greedy little prick so, hey, so you shouldn't say that Oh, I yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's not really nice. He's him and his wife. They attend the funeral, they, acting all grievish. They, they want to get the five million bucks. They want to get the five million bucks. Actually, they'll give him twenty-five million. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. they approach their lawyer, and the lawyer is confused. Like he's trying to figure out. Okay, a cat has inherited this much money. Okay. Um, is this an ordinary house cat? And they, they're okay. like, what are you talking about? This is an ordinary cat, yada, yada, yada. And this is, just so you guys know, it's not, um, it's not a mystery that cats can inherit money. Um, just so you guys know, Freddie um, Mercury's cats, they inherited a bit of money when he passed away. So they were well provided for. So this is not mm. something unusual. Isn't that right, Mike? Yeah. I made a mistake earlier. What's that? Ah. Well, I said that Veronica, Kelly Martin, was the guy's wife. Oh. That's actually the daughter. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the list of actors up didn't have the guy's wife written down. That's now, a strange Jesse thought. Jesse Wells plays Louise, which is um, hmm. um, Gus's wife. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so we've uh, st- no, I mean, so wife, yeah. Mike has made a mistake. We will not go right. into details about that so again. Gus is actually married to Louise. He's not married to his daughter. Okay, now <laughs> <It will laughs> well, not I'm be... just checking. I made okay. a mistake. I wasn't on my cast list. So the house and the grounds are looked after by Gus and his family, and of course, Brett. I mean Bart. Yeah, his Bart. youngest son. Think of Bart Simpson. 
Hmm. Precocious little brat. No, he starts <laughs> um, looking after the cat and giving him milk and liver. And he does yeah. like milk and liver. Yeah. yeah. Dear old Leo wishes that he could have champagne and, you know, lobster for tea. Yeah, he could get lobster thermidor and a bit of champagne and all the other good stuff they had when uh, Mr. Colmire was still alive. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. and the boy tries to entertain Leo by reading to him, or trying to read to him, I should say. And the cat teaches him how to read properly. And he tells him um, to read properly, and eventually Leo does eventually talk to the boy, and eventually tries to get him to understand um, his own philosophy about how to learn things better. He says... Well, the cat did go to university. Yeah, he yeah. did. Well, we'll find out about that later on. He then t- is told to keep it a secret, but he tells his <clears throat> nearest sister, Victoria... I mean, not Victoria. I mean, uh, yeah, um, Veronica, Veronica um, uh-huh. b- about it. And she doesn't believe him at first, says that cats don't talk, but, but Bart says... That cat ba- parrots can talk. What about them? And he says, "Okay, parrots talk, but not cats." But eventually, um, Leo mm. was able to say, "Yes, I do talk to her." And he tells him a lot there his full story of how he w- was able to talk, how his life story. I mean, about how he was born in a near a fish um, store, oh, back of a butcher shop, back or a of a butcher shop, shop. Or, yeah. plenty of food, and then one day his mum tells him, guess what, you have to go out and what? defend yourself in the real world. And he ended up going to uni- a university yeah. because there's lots of f- food there and people were going to be mean to him there, and he sat yeah. in on the classes, though, so he got a depl- he got a degree or two. Yeah, and then um, he one day, um, <clears> while <throat> scavenging for food, he, he runs across Oscar, who owns a diner in the middle of nowhere... I think. Yeah, and while he was cooking, um, <clears throat> and his stove was caught in fire, or at seven, and us, and then Leo warns him that his stove was going to be yeah. is burning. And then when he turns around after putting the fire out, or you're getting the roast out of the oven, he realizes Leo. there's no one there except for him and the cat. Yeah, Leo I mean, is astonished. Yeah. Both of them were astonished. Leo was never even knew he could talk until he realised that he may have always talked, but he never even never assumed this was well, possible. Cat talks to me. Yeah. Then wow. one day, um, um, <clears throat> some two businessmen arrive at the diner, and yeah. they want um, Oscar's diner. They want to buy it because buy he, owns, it. he owns a lot of land around it. Yeah, the mm. land and the diner itself. And of course... Um, Leo saw sees right through these two men. He, 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 overheard, he overheard them talking when Mr. Colmire left the room. Yeah, he uh-huh. overheard that they're thinking he's a chump. Uh, the uh, Oscar, I mean. And he realises that this property is worth millions to them. So yes. the whole that they offered him, what else to start with? He starts Fif- off um, with f- 5,000. No, 50. Oh, yeah, 50,000. He keeps going And up. then he goes up, up and, and up, up and up. And then eventually... And then he's, um, the men at first um, want to know his terms, and eventually he says um, a bit of a million. And one, one and of the men, million. and one of the men ends up Pass fainting, up. and he says, and the guy says, "Sure, one million. That sounds like and a good deal. And he then, <laughs> but and Oscar adds, "As long as I get to keep the mineral rights." Yeah. And the mineral rights turn out Mate. to be. Um, you gave him more money. Yeah, yeah see, um, the land oil. itself yeah. has oil on it, which means that this that land was worth more than just So he made, um, 
he sold that for 1.5, but uh, yeah. in the end he made lots more. Yeah, it? and <laughs> that was how they were able to get a very big settlement and ending up with this house and lands and A very and nice grounds. house. He had a mansion for the pussy cat to live in and everything. Yeah, anyway, um, he then ends his story and tells the kids to go home and not tell anyone, not even their parents whatsoever, which yeah. I imagine later on they do find out eventually. You can't never keep a secret from your parents. <laughs> anyway. Yes, 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 you can. Your sister does it all the time. Hey, so do I. Yeah. Anyway. And she's 40. Yeah. So yeah. meanwhile, while yeah. this is happening, um, the Rigsby's, yeah, Rigsby's, the Rigsby's they make Rigsby's plans there. of trying to kidnap or, or even kill Leo. They sneak in, in a couple of times during um, these this throughout the scene throughout this movie, trying to abduct him with either um, liver or Well they entice him, they want to cage him yeah. and take him away and lose him. Oh the cat's run away. If if Leo doesn't exist or goes missing hmm. before the will is actually settled, the Rixby's get the money. Yes. Or the estate. Well yeah, yeah. Both the estate and probably the money. Well, you know, the whole lot for the estate is. Yeah. The, the estate is the property and all the other good groovy stuff. Yeah. They, f- they try this three times, but with no success. So they end up asking um, Rigsby's ex-patient, what's his name? Uh, Howard. Howard, to... Um, hip- he hypnotizes him to get him, ask him to get the cat and it will solve all his problems in the sense. And you live happily ever after. Yeah. Anyway, as we said before, um, Howard has been going through sets of problems. He, f- he first is one was daydreaming. He started off being a daydream and he went to get help from Mr. Rixby, who made him into a loon. There you yeah. go. Yeah, he ends up giving him all, d- develop, get, more giving problems. him more problems, like um, um, being a clipto and other stuff. And oh, end up weird. driving weird. his wife, Howard's wife, away. Yeah. Because of his problems. And he got arrested from from those problems too. Anyway, back to the story. He eventually abducts Leo and takes him to to, um, Rigsby's house. But he says that he was not going to give it to them because they wanted to give it, get... Get him yeah. to deliver the cat to them and, so and they dispose, could dispose them. of it or whatever. Yeah. Now I'm going to keep the cat for myself. Of course, I use it for my therapy. Mm. Yeah. <coughs> he programmed good, didn't he? Now mm. this has happened. Everyone is trying to figure out what became of Leo, and they suspect maybe the Rigsby's may have handed it, but they or can't prove it. the groundskeepers may have been given a hand in it. But the groundskeepers, they don't have anything but, to they're, they're, gain they're, from they're, this. They're, they're actually, they'll lose out of it. If, if the cat goes missing, they will lose their home and they've got to go live elsewhere and they won't have yeah, a job. So and technically, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, the Gus and his family, they have nothing to gain out of this except exactly. losing their jobs or losing their whatever. Anyway. A bit rude. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, while this is happening, they make plans of moving because... In the last days in court, that's when um, the settlement of the house and the grounds and the money were going to be discussed. Yeah, and the judge has to make a calling. If the cat's not around at the reading of the will, uh, or, yeah, (coughs) when they buy it this particular date, 
um, the Rigsby's will get everything. Yeah, and yeah. the and yeah. Anyway, the Rigsby's they have a, a bit of an alibi. They had the pre um, local minister local over for minister dinner. At the over time dinner. When Howard was stealing the cat, but we yeah. didn't steal the pussycat. Yeah, they even say, "Oh, we're cat people because we have this cat named Rusty." Or or yeah, well, they, what's the whole point? They're, they're being interviewed by uh, the yeah. media, obviously, yeah. and say, "We really love cats and rah rah." Yeah. And uh, the husband calls the cat Rusty, and the wife called it Rudolph. <laughs> Meaning so they may rent the they cat. Bought, it was rent a cat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Bart and and Veronica, they try to figure out what has become of Leo, and eventually Leo was able to outsmart the um, Howard. Howard and was able to dial up and phone them and tell them where he is. Well, okay, he didn't know the address because he couldn't see where he went, but he said, well, I'm in so-and-so here, and I can hear a church bell locally, which goes off about one o'clock, and, I, so and I, I can smell a fish shop or something rather yeah. nearby, and, and blah, blah, blah. And he gave them all these clues, and, he, and they figured out where uh, the yeah. old Mr. Leo had been taken yeah, to. Yeah, but anyway, he does eventually give them details, and they, <clears> he does refer to Bart to the mo- to money inside a book, one of those hollow books. Yeah, hollow books, yeah. He had some money, quite a few hundred bucks there, enough yeah. to get a taxi. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and they have only an hour to get well, to an the hour place. Or so. well, we don't know, that, a few yeah, hours, maybe. A few hour, and, the, yeah. and at the same time, this is happening. The courtroom um, proceedings is happening right then and there. And if, they, and Leo, if Leo is not produced, the money goes to Rigsby and all that stuff. Yeah, not anyway, back yeah. to the story. The kids do find Leo eventually, and eventually, um, Leo is able to get how you know finally confide to Howard that that his his biggest problem was that the Rigsby's have screwed him over, yeah. not only um, with money but also mentally. mentally because he's been responding to poorly judged hypnotherapy uh, suggestions. Yeah, yeah, because um, Rigsby is a total he's a, crack he's, he's, and a he's loser. Not very, not a very good psychiatrist. Yeah. No. Anyway, eventually, he using psychiatry. Leo being um, a registered psychiatrist. Well, he's learned psychiatry at a university, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. And he knows exactly what to tell Howard. To, and eventually, he was able to get him to help them to get to the court in time. They get into his car, they crash, and eventually the police pick him up, and eventually they sneak away from the policeman, and <clears> they get a taxi driver, thanks to a bit of Leo's cash, and they were able to get to... The court on time. Get, mm. Well, get to the court halfway, and eventually they get a guy who on his bike to allow them to drive the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. And eventually they arrive in the court just before the judge com- pronounces whatever. And, yeah. And, and he finally says that... <laughs> Um, that that Leo's um, now that Leo's alive and all that stuff that the 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 agreement the 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 forms the um whole thi- the will is um he he still the gets will the house ratified in Leo's name and yeah. the people the Cantag and his family get to stay there yeah. and Rixby don't even get the twenty five thousand bucks because yeah. they've contested it yeah. and they've lost the money and. And that was part of the clause. And Gus the and his yeah. family are allowed to stay inside the house with Leo. Because Leo was feeling lonely inside the he house. Didn't have one he had no to. one to talk to. He was lonely. And anyway, the Rigsby's lost out and Gus and his wife, they go on a brief holiday. They, they Throughout this movie, they were talking about going on holidays in Europe. Yeah, we do. Was it right um, in London? Either England, like, maybe, yeah, and yeah, yeah, Europe, England, Paris, yeah, maybe yeah. something nice. Yeah. And 
Uh, eventually, they get a postcard saying that um, things are going great, and he, even, his, even their father, fixed the wheel on the Queen, Queen Elizabeth's coach. He offered coach. to fix it. Yeah. He's not <laughs> a very good handyman. <laughs> no, you should see him throughout the movie. It's really funny. But anyway, it's actually, just before the fade-out, you've got the two kids hmm? and Mr. Leo... And, and Howard sitting there on the couch eating lobsters yeah. while they're watching telly and singing a song called on top, top of the spaghetti, all covered in cheese. I lost one for me. I think the people know the tune. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That, so in, in the end, the end. Yeah. That's the end of the well, story. And I do think it's a good movie, and I almost wish that, that more than ever that it was cleaned up and dusted off look, and maybe reused look, again. That, well, look, honestly, I don't know. It could be on a Disney streaming channel. I don't know. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not a paid member of the mm. Disney channel, so I don't know. It may show up occasionally somewhere, mm. but I know it is available through Amazon. Mm. So, so it's got on DVD or video or VHS? Well, I'll talk about it in a minute. Okay, go on. Okay. Mm. I'll talk about the, the, the availability later. I know it's available, so... If it's available, people can get it to rent and whatever. So um, you would think it'd be on streaming sites as well. The Disney one, obviously. I Disney don't think one, Disney would actually give the licensing rights to anybody else. So mm. it'd have to be a Disney site, probably, if it's there mm. at all. Mm. Now, having said all that, yeah. there's not much to talk about. There's no production information that's available. Yeah. We don't know too much about whatever. But I will say a couple of things. Okay. Okay. Um... I did mention before about the man with the pussy hat, but I'm just yeah. going to go back and um, here are the production details. Yeah. Go for um, it. Where's that? That's a, a guy called Ray Berwick and his co trainer Steve Behrens, uh, or two, two train, co trainers, uh, Steve and uh, Brian uh, Renfro, train uh, Leo and at least two stand ins to play the role. And what they did, they didn't use cotton or fishing line to make the cat's mouth move. And the cat wasn't chewing anything. They actually ta- taught it to respond to treats um, mm. being offered if it opened its mouth. So the cat would go gob, gob, gob for its mouth with nothing in it. And there's no pulling and manipulating. And because it did that, it'd get a treat. Yeah. So it was all done with real training. Yeah. And I didn't mm-hmm. think you can train a cat that way. I knew you can do dogs and stuff, but cats can be very... Yeah. We've yeah. got one of those. You say, what, you want me to do something? No, I don't, no. And then it walks off. Yeah. yeah so, so this yeah. would be lo- yeah. before CGI and yeah. other graphics that allowed you to allow the animal's mouth to open and close at will. Yeah, but this is yeah. And this is one of the things I like most because very good training. Because this is one of the things I like about most because you know, in those days they relied on different techniques, animal trainers to allow to teach the animal to open its mouth and pretend to be talking at you. It's a bit different to things like okay, when Sarah was younger she used to watch a movie called Milo and Otis. Mm -hmm. There was a cat and a pug dog. Now, they weren't actually doing any mouth movements. They were just running around doing things, close-ups, whatever. And it was a voiceover. Uh, Dudley Moore did it. Now, the point is, they didn't have to make any mouth movements. They just had to stand there, run across the field, do something. Yeah, uh, And there was just a lot of filling for each of dogs and cats doing whatever with the voiceover, uh, filling in the voices. But no mouth movements. This here... Um, 
was really well done. I mean, sure, Mr. Ed did it too. Yeah, but he was actually uh, nickering or chewing cud or doing, or not cud, but, you know, he, chewing something when to make him, and, yeah, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Francis took him mule years ago, but, yeah, same sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, see, yeah. guys, this is bef- both all those free animal things, they were done by professional trainers yeah. teaching the animal to, to do speak. something, to respond to a cue of some description actually make them do something on cue or close yeah, enough to on cue. Quite yeah. long mm. before the um, so the whole CGI thing and trying so, to yeah. make it look like they're really talking. You do board. it now. You get you get a cat scan in the computer, make a tap dance with a walking stick. You know, or you like um, uh, uh, puss in boots, but in real, you mm. get a real cat and do mm. puss in boots. You've got a pair of boots, walk around his back legs, a pair of boots, a little hat, and you make a real cat do it. Using CGI, you can't yeah. do it now. I do remember yeah. when I watched um, mm. the cat from our space one. That one, he didn't so much just talk very much. It's, he he, was used, more, he used telepathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To allow it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. it makes yeah. a little more sense that way. T- yeah, but telepathy but is a lot easier to explain than a cat's mouth going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Anyway, do you want to rate this movie now, well, seeing as we have not, not much to yet. go on? Availability. I did go looking and seeking. Ebay, I could only find one pre-owned VHS copy of this film. Oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, that's on eBay. Now, on Amazon, it is rentable and there are some for sale. And it's a DVD for sale. Sweet. Now, what I'm saying, if it's got it on Amazon, there might be some other place you might be able to get it as well as. So, yeah. um, sometimes we do really, 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 really old movies too, which... I want to do a few more if I can talk, you know, who into it. And, and um, sometimes we look for movies that are under the radar. Under the radar. But I think in some cases, there's going to be the odd movie that is no longer available. However, you might find it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Or if you want to be really, 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 really naughty and do it illegally, you can do mm. a torrent download. But I suggest you don't do that uh, unless you've got no other uh, way of getting sourcing the movie. Um, because some of those old movies are public domain anyway, yeah. uh, and you'd think it would like to see the movies actually become available, but sometimes nobody wants to bring them out. I was chasing a movie a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, we we, I remember I, that I'm story. I'm going to tell them the story. Okay. Um, it was a... It was a uh, how do I... Back in 1964, they were going to do a television series called The, Haunt, the Haunted or The Haunting? The Haunted. Uh, now, they made a pilot for it, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever it was going to be. And when they, the, the production had been finished, it was tied up, and the TV studio executive saw it said, oh, it's not going the right direction. Maybe it's too creepy for TV. No, we don't want it. Mm. So they, were going to, they killed off the idea of the TV series. Mm-hmm. Well, they did to save a few dollars. They did a bit of extra footage, and they released the movie as the ghost of of Sierra DeCobre, and it started starred Martin Landau. Uh, now the point is that was doing the circuits of film festivals and other things for years, but you couldn't get a copy of it because it locked in somebody's vault for all these bloody years. And only a couple of years ago, it finally came out. They digitally remastered, and they had both copies, a copy of the original TV series, 
in the pilot, about 45 minutes, and the theatrical release movie that they put on yeah. TV or whatever, uh, which went for an hour and whatever. Uh, but finally, someone saw sense to get this movie out of mothballs and actually give it to the public. And the public had been waiting for it. Yeah. I wasn't the only one. So, yeah. It is a bit weird thing, mm. a weird concept that they just wait this this long to yeah. release it. And even though at the time it you, it was probably considered scary, but compared to well, a lot like, of modern like today's movies, standards, today's no, but no, standards... But, but that then... Um, pretty damn good. I think Joseph Stefano yeah, had something yeah, to do with it as yeah, well. It yeah, was yeah. Um, mm. a Joseph Stefano movie production. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, compared to latest productions like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween yeah, or yeah. Friday the 13th, yeah. those movies can be very scary. And But compared to to Ghost of Shirk, it's just an art it's, it's an art it's, film it's mostly it's, an, it's just a good basic um, low violence low creepy supernatural horror movie thing exactly and it was by today's standards it's not that creepy yeah but so for then it was pretty good I remember watching it when I was a teenager a teenager thought hey this is really really good hmm. and yeah and it was yeah. good then and it's good now yeah. Um, if you I get a copy of it, hmm. I suggest you look at that one too. Yeah, also, the Ghost of Sierra de Cobre, 1964. We probably won't review it because Sarah doesn't want to do it, probably. I, d- I probably would. Oh, okay. I just it need might, to find I'd a poster for it. Here's a big question a for it. A poster for it? Well, I have to put it on, mount it onto the, the, oh, f- the do, thumbnail. Oh, oh, you do that? Well, like, well we can work something out. We'll have a look at it. We can go, we'll go hunting. Anyway... Back. So anyway, guys, um, should we rate this movie now? Um, yeah, the, I'm the going to give world? this. Okay, family movie, Disney production. I'm going to say it's up there for the other ones. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it um, a nine too. I mean, usually I give it a nine and a half, but um, I still feel like I almost wish this movie would would be taken out of mothballs and maybe fixed yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, it could have polished up a little, little bit more in the original yeah. production, but um, yeah, it's it's a niner, definitely mm. a niner. Um, mm. It's a it's good, wholesome family entertainment, and I think that's missing a lot. I mean, are, today's movies are, to me, from what I've seen with my grandkids and kids over the years, they're aiming the kids' movies at the kids and the adult movies at the adults. There's no grey area. Yeah. And this is one I think the kids can enjoy, and mum and dad could sit there without going, "Oh crikey, I've got to sit with this rubbish." Yeah, like a SpongeBob SquarePants or something. Rather, who wants to watch that rubbish? Hey, hello, you know. Yeah, I barely <laughs> even watch that. I barely even sit through that without yeah. rolling so, yeah, my eyes. So yeah, the Disney Studios put out so many good family movies. I remember seeing Old Yeller when I was a kid. Great movie, fantastic. Mm. Um, and other movies. Um, crikey, I can't remember the list of them at the moment. Yeah. They did things, oh, crikey. Well, they made a few good ones, especially yeah. with um, Kurt Russell, when he yeah, was the, no more that, than a, yeah. a teen boy when he yeah, was the, younger. Yeah, uh, the computer wore tennis shoes. Um, what's or, the one of the robot guy? Um, um, be, um, with the, was, the guy was a robot, uh, Skip. Uh, uh, used to watch it. The guy, the guy, the guy, the fart, the guy made oh. the robot. He put sent these sons. Oh, you mean um, not quite human? Yeah, not quite human. Too. Not quite human too. Although that one's still popular to yeah, this day. Yeah, but I'm saying I all think. these good family movies were made by Disney Studios, and a lot of people nowadays probably aren't watching them. And yeah. I mean, it's, to me, they're still good. Yeah, they're um, still good. I mean, yeah. there's there is some there is some 
thing to. They're awesome. In, they did. They done. They did a lot for the film industry. Enjoyment looking at yeah. some past movies. It doesn't movies. have to be blood and guts and gore and stuff. And, and it doesn't have to be. Crap. And uh, it doesn't have to be a cheap. And it doesn't have to be a cheap knockoff of something. No, no. They, they always put talent. Uh, and expertise into making their uh, product. Although I did yeah. notice when they did make those old movies, they always took it from either a fam- a popular book, a kid well, teen yeah, like book, maybe. Treasure Island, Kidnapped. They used to take a really good book and make a, a screenplay yeah. out of it yeah. and then even, make a damn fine movie. Even Not Quite Human um, was actually based off a teen book. You well, know, I, I don't. I never read it because it's not really my cup of tea. Yeah, but, but yeah. I enjoy the the movies all the all the more, yeah. obviously, because considering I had a crush on the leading actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was young, yeah, I was little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, but it's yeah, human. But Disney Studios back in those days. Not, I'm, I'm not saying they're not doing it now. They're doing it a different way now. But back in those days, they were concentrating on family movies mm. and bring, uh, bringing. Um, these old novels to life mm. on screen. Uh, and they're good watching for families, mums, dads, and the kids. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that I think we still need to do a little bit of that mm. so we can actually spend some quality time together. Yeah. It's, Isn't happening nowadays. Guess what, guys? Um, this year, well, last last month, um, I will went to a special exhibiting of the Disney the magic of animation and I gotta admit it was great revisiting all those old animations you know like the um where Snow White was the first feature length um colorized um animation for Walt Disney at the time no I think it was yeah I mean I mean you had um about that time you had Bambi you had Snow White you had Fantasia they pumped out a lot of good stuff there Mm. and they 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 went they went they were leaps ahead of all the other animators. Yeah, mm. while the rest mm. of them were still um, doing what everyone else has been doing. Yeah, the basics like uh, basic the Tom and Jerry and type stuff. Yeah, black yeah. and white stuff. Um, well, even colour, but still basic. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was said that Walt Disney's um, studio, they were the first ones who to um, do the um, whole coloured cartoons before everyone else And did. they were doing a... I wouldn't say three-dimensional, but uh, well, close to three-dimensional. They had the, they, they, they did a triplane filming process for their things. They had the background on the back plane and they had a mid-grain and a middle plane and the foreground had the characters moving around and whatever. And they just moved the frames just a little bit and then took mm. a photograph and then moved the frames again to another photograph. And it looked like it was 3D almost. Yeah, that's the whole that um, the, beautiful and, and, and concept behind it. And they started that sort of thing and they were great. And, th- and this was before CGI. It was all manual. Yeah, yeah very smart yeah, yeah. people. They did, they did great work. Yeah, yeah guys, if you guys are living in Queensland or Brisbane, I suggest you guys check out that exhibit. It's in Queens, um, museum, the Qu- uh, Queensland Museum. In Brisbane. In Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Be, sure to, uh, be sure to purchase your tickets at the, mu- at the museum. It doesn't have... You can buy them, you can buy them online. You can buy them online. And you, if you have children... There's some children's stuff you can maybe even procure there, get there too. Oh, goodies for the kiddies. Yeah, Yay. well, it's a mixture for kids and adults alike. Considering mm. this is a mix, this is um yeah. family related. Yeah, it is family related. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Actually, but, speaking of family, just digressing here a bit from Walt Disney and stuff. You went to see um, 
the Batman exhibit recently. Oh, yeah, I did. It was really great, yeah, the guys. Movie World in uh, Brisbane. Well, right. uh, Gold Coast. I yeah. admit, that was a really awesome... I had an awesome time it, there. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah A couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I gotta admit, it was one of my best times being there. It was fantastic. All- Just like yeah. the um, Disney exhibit, yeah. I think this was probably close to what I was like growing up because yeah. I grew up in the um, 90s and mm. I guess the Batman, so we'll um, all the four Batman movies, yeah. I grew up with yeah. those so ones. Well, Warner Studios, wasn't it? Warner? Okay. Yeah, Warner Studios. Yeah, yeah. Um, Warner Brothers Studios, yeah. sorry. Now, yeah, because it didn't have the old Adam West TV series props <laughs> because that was done by a different production company. Yeah. Nor did it have the 19, I think, 40s version where it was mm. under the serial because... <laughs> Who knows where they were, um, but yeah, no, did all the Warner ones. Yeah, yeah I uh, certainly loved the um, mm. the Tim Burton ones the most. Oh, Tim Burton's great. I mean, mm. he came up with a really good concept. He he kind of and his he, sets were great. He too. unlike mm. um, other previous people who thought um, that we should stick to him wearing where Batman should t- continues to wear tights. He decides to change that concept by making sure Batman wore a better armor. Yeah, a bit more solid, yeah. So he protects himself. Someone shoots him. He doesn't die. Yeah, because um, <laughs> really contrary to top popular belief, guys, <laughs> tights does not save you from being and shot. on a cold winter's night, would you like to be running around in a pair of tights? No. I, I like to th- I like to think that the um you un- his Batman uniform is um has is thermal heating thermal heating inside. <laughs> uh, I could be I could be lying, but you never know. <laughs> I, was gonna, I just thought wearing, of something really rude. We're, but wearing a lot of leather <laughs> could keep you warm. Well, uh, even leather can be cold if it's, if it's not secured properly. And uh, mm-hmm. in tights now I can't see it. <laughs> But no, the yeah, the the Tim Burton ones had a more substantial yeah. costume. I think yeah, Tim yeah. Burton had the right idea, you know, in the in Making that production. Making you look like a uh, somewhere in between a masked hero and a gladiator. Mm. I sort mm, of yeah. more mm. as a as a, a um, sort of an Avenger, just like um, Zorro was an Avenger. I mean, I, I think that's where he um, the right the the comic book writer came up with the concept. Making him a a modern day um, Avenger like like Zorro, and but instead of the usual wearing that particular mask, he had him wear sporting um, a Batman suit and wearing tights. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> different interpretations, but whatever. Yeah. But I like to think well, that's the, the Phantom wore tights. True, Batman wore tights. Yeah, uh, Superman wore tights, sort of things. Yeah, that um, hasn't changed. I mean, the whole Phantom ha- being wearing tights still in that Green one. The Green Lantern wears some white tights. It would have been cool. Yeah. 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 It would have been yeah. cool if they... Yeah. No, nah, I don't think I would like to. I mean, considering that they tried to make a modern version for a television um, miniseries, and I don't think I liked it when they did the that Phantom version. Phantom? It was... Um, oh, they made a, ver- a modern-day version of the Phantom, and it was just mainly a mini-series, and it, I don't think it oh, was... Oh, you're not talking about the original movie we saw? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. It, this one was a bit of a modern-day one, no, no. which I don't think too well, many people knew of it. And what you're saying, it's not that good. No, 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 no. it just okay, but, didn't <clears throat> really pop my eyes out. I mean, I guess I love the... the the look of the um, costume. I mean, Billy Zane. He was he, he was job. made mm, he to play that role. Even though people thought it was probably not a vet, the best career move in his career, but that's. I, I don't know. I thought it was a good movie. But I mean, it, I thought it was pretty cool. And I and, and I was seeing it as a child, and I didn't think I 
nothing of that it was bad by the re- like the review is thought it was bad all that stuff <laughs> bullshit ass actually you if it's any of you people uh, if any if sorry if any of you people out there are old like me I'm, I'm 68 um now I was going through my comic recollection in my head the other night when I was laying in bed trying to get to sleep now I remember what re- reading those cheap and nasty little paper uh, comics yeah the really skinny ones uh, we used to get here in Australia. Now, I remember different superheroes, but there's one that keeps coming back into my head, and I think it was called the Panther. Now, he's a little bit like the Phantom, but I think he was a street warrior, dressed similar, but I think he actually worked in the city streets. I cannot remember, uh, and I haven't seen anything about him for years, and he's, so I don't know whether it's just my imagined playing tricks on me, or it was a real... Uh, Marvel or um, DC or whatever uh, character from way back when. But I'm, I'm going mm, back to mm. the 1950s. Yeah, I think I understand 60s. where you're coming from, yeah, Mike, yeah, because yeah. when I, even when I was little, mm. when I was, say, seven, mm. and when I watched most of these Disney direct-to-television mm. movies, I could never remember the full story. Yeah. But And I keep thinking maybe it was all in my head, yeah, my, exactly a dream right, yeah. uh, but, I've been re- word, I replay every so often but, but or the name, the something. But the does come to mind. He was yeah. pretty much like the fan, but yeah. I think he worked in the city streets yeah. as a New York I seem to recall yeah. um, years ago there was mm. a, um, a direct-to-TV movie that was sort of like Flubber, not, not the Robin Williams one, no. but something before that and before the and just after they did the... Other flubber well, movie. No, well, there was a original one. It was called The Absent Mind Professor with well, Fred McMurray. Just after that one, obviously, yep, too. Yeah. But there was one in the middle that was probably done in the 80s, okay. but was long forgotten because they buried, it, that one because too, they they? buried it. Yeah, yeah, and well, it's well, still... Good. And yeah, yeah. it's even not that good. Summer or, flubber. Or... No. Oh. <laughs> just no. checking. Just checking. <laughs> anyway, it's buried after all these years, and no one's probably even remembered it. Probably, maybe yeah, there are a few. Um, there are probably a few people out there on YouTube who remember it, and but haven't bothered to upload it. So it's a fl- was it called Flubber? Did you think? Or? Uh, I think it was either called a Flubber or just the absent-minded professor too, like. Well, not two. Just, well, he had you know, Eddie, Murphy, Eddie, Eddie Murphy did a movie called The Absent-Minded Professor, wasn't it as well? Mm. No, but, um, that was Nutty Professor. No, Nutty Professor. Sorry, my nutty. mistake. <laughs> I have been corrected. Sorry. He's Nutty, wasn't he? Um, yeah, but he wasn't absent-minded. I mean, no, he, he was but, a, he wasn't but a all vague. three movies with um, Robin Williams and the other guy, I don't know, remember his name, but the only middle guy, I'm not sure if he was absent-minded, but I imagine they yeah, all yeah. three were absent-minded in their own yeah. weirdish yeah. way. Not, sh- I don't think the Nutty Professor was anything like Oh, that, was, that was a remake of the Jerry Lewis one, wasn't it? Yeah. That one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I get my, get my movies mixed up here. Well, yeah, they do the names anyway. So yeah, it's, yeah, bit, yeah. it's not um, your know, fault, Mike. I could see. There's all the movies running around out there. That, <laughs> there were a lot of movies that taken from this movie, taken from that movie, and then um, everyone's confused. I must go on. I'm have a look at that and see if we can find something on that other absent-minded professor movie or flubber or whatever it's called and see oh, i wouldn't mind checking that i didn't know it existed yeah it was just under the radar it was it, kind of, it probably came out during the 80s and then it got buried i only remember bits of it in my memory bank and i forgot and i guess it's it's been forgotten uh, well, by the um by tv and by the by some fans maybe Anyway, kiddies, I'm getting tired now. Yeah, I mean, it's annoying that there's so many movies out there that just got buried and forgotten. Yeah. And don't, don't bother to rehash them, clean them up, yeah. and 
go ahead and distribute and look, them. I'm, 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 I'm being fair, though. Like, you can't redo every movie. Someone's got to pay for it. True. Um, if they can get some sort of licensing fee, resale, something or other, they might do it. But they won't do all of them. But you would like to think that even if they don't digital, digitally remaster them, they should have them available somewhere so people could have a look at them. Um, like, either if it's a free library or a pay library or something or other. Mm-hmm. Uh, go through Vimeo or somewhere, yeah. uh, get a cut or, you know, pay a subscription fee and watch them for a yeah. dollar or two. You know? yeah. Unlike some people who just say it's the reason they, they got rid of them is because of politi- political reasons. Politically incorrect. That's the biggest... Technically, children, yeah. like seven-year-olds and 12-year-olds, yeah. they don't notice this political correctness. They're children. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, yeah. unlike adults who notice everything about them and think, oh, this is not really I right. mean, today's movies, you can swear, you can have blatant sex, everything else, but, oh, that's politically incorrect. You can't use that word, you might offend somebody. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I watch a lot of movies nowadays which offend me and they're not politically... There's no problem with political correctness. It's just a content offence crap out of me. And I'm getting to the stage where, okay. you know, I'm lucky I watch all my old movies because some of the new movies are just... Um, how do you put it? Some always seem to find, oh, we must throw a sex scene in to you know, depart the formula. It's got nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. Why put it in? Yeah, ask yeah, any um, <laughs> old horror movie like in the 80s and 70s and they tried to fight the studios and the yeah, censors and anyone who so much is, and they even tried to fight, make sure it's not completely gory no, to yeah. avoid a problem with in I, court. I, I think the censorship laws are going too soft. Though. I mean, how do I put it? I don't want to sound like I'm a prude, right? I'm not a prude. I don't mind seeing the unsex scene in a movie if it's relevant to the movie. Now, my daughter here... Don't has, no, 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 go no, there. No, she has been watching some adult-styled movies. Not pornographic. Uh, I won't mention names. I'm not, we're not, I'm not advocating them or anything. But there are sex scenes in the movies. Reasonably explicit. But it's relevant to the movie. Hmm. Now, if you don't... If we're going to watch Debbie Does Dallas. You would expect to see some sex in it. You would expect to see some sex in it. If you see an ordinary movie, it doesn't need to have sex in it to make it a good movie. So leave it out. And people don't always swear all the time through movies. There's no F this and something else and blah, blah. Yeah. You, you don't have to swear yeah. all the time. You guys men notice, don't swear. Yeah, you, if you guys notice, guys, I never even swore once in my life growing up. I mean, yeah. I tried to dub it down by yeah. not saying it at all. Yeah, but the, the, the ridiculous say the top swearing, the sex scenes, everything else, the hoonish behaviour stuff, a lot of it's not real and it's not even funny. Hmm. Let's make a good movie using good content instead of all this crap. Yeah, anyway, anyway. We're, we're running ahead of schedule. So um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. And be sure to check out The, um, the, the Richest, richest cat, cat in, in the, the world, world, 1986. If you can find a copy, make sure you're not buying a VHS copy. Because ain't got to play it, you can't play it. Yeah, so anyway, guys, be sure to check it out and let us know in the comments what you guys think of that very movie. Anyway, this is Sarah Stevenson. And Michael. Saying, see you guys around and be sure to check us out again next time. Bye for now. Bye.